genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the people I'm usually here with. Sean Petit. Yep. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind all y'all that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read the stuff we're going to talk about, we're going to spoil those. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip so you can skip anything that you might need to skip our top story this week is justice league international book one by keith giffen jm d mateus john ostrander and kevin mcguire Dude, it is, a lot of people it's Bunch so people. it's so good to be back it's so book. nice i missed y'all it's been We're so back. long it's been so long i missed this almost this didn't is... make it almost <laughs> Uh, yeah, we. Sorry, we I should have been more excited the in, in the intro. I was just trying to get through it, but we are back. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, well, I we mean, tried we are recording this. Back. We are recording this at 11 p.m. after being on this call for an hour and a half, and ju- for the last hour talking about Grant Morrison's peyote trips in the desert with gods and and, uh, and talking to bacteria and shit and his cats. They're cats. Yeah. So we're, and we're so, fully so that's back. where cats, that's where yes. we're at. Mind space wise, yeah. and that's why Adam sounds like we've deflated him because we have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just fucking this has been rattling around my brain all day i don't know what to do with uh, the information i just, I just love that you're you're reading it while i'm re that's kind of reading funny. it by listening to it yeah, yeah. uh it's, it's a different experience to listen to it because it's like i would it just imagine hits different yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just again? wish it was them reading it because it's it called would just, uh, it would be Gods. indecipherable yeah. it's basically grant morrison talking about the history of comics and like what it meant and the evolution but also obviously they played a pretty big part in that right around you know the late 80s and early 90s and talks about his experience writing like animal man and their, with experience. Karen, their experience writing animal man like karen Berger, doom patrol and then them seeing the fifth dimension and time angels and then him exp- and them <laughs> trying to explain that through his comics experiencing basically, the time night. basically that's what invisibles <laughs> turned into and doom patrol and all this crazy shit yeah, no, they yeah. really did experience the time knife. Like, you're kidding, but that's not... Like, no, that's anyway, exactly is, what he says. <laughs> this isn't even a Grant Morrison episode, but here we are. We're yeah, gonna, we're just he doing saw the again. time angels, talked to them, and they were the fish dimension, and he saw what time looked like, which apparently was a bunch of buttholes all tied together, and it just, you couldn't... One re- big Jeremy Barabee. Uh, yeah, where, like, <laughs> right, yeah. It wasn't like a line, but it was just you couldn't see the other points of time because of the way they were connected. That's been just bouncing around my head all day. Yeah, the end of Invisibles. We all know, obviously. It's Most people so... haven't gotten that far Invisibles. Let's be fair. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> it's a lot. Woo! Yeah, we've lost our minds completely in the yeah. time that we've been gone. Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, my, my, in, my, uh... in the time that... In the, like... Three or four weeks that we've been gone, uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter, Kanye West is tweeting, swastikas, the whole world's gone mad. Fuck yeah, it, man. man. Up is down, down is left. Everything's just <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nazis are, are on Twitter. Man, if, oh, if, if I just gotta read... New. Openly. If I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. more Nazis. Yeah. yeah, more than usual. An, an extorbitant amount of Nazis. Yeah, there's if, just extra. If, if I just have to read about the time knife by 
Grant Morrison uh, to, yeah. to feel sane. You know, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, the yeah. only it's people that are different... going to suffer are, are Zach. And, it's just a um... different kind of dread you get reading about the time yeah. knife. <laughs> it feels bigger, though. It feels like, well, I yeah, can't do exactly. shit about that. It's more so... existential. Is this like yeah, the, exactly. the dagger that Macbeth saw? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Basically, yes. <laughs> but it's the dagger that Macbeth saw that ties back through all of his ancestors to the beginning of time along the tree uh, branches of the life uh, tree. Oh, wow. You're welcome, by the way. I mean, <laughs> I am worried about you, Sean. This was like I, a I'm chapter. Not, I'm, I, I'm glad t- you're here with me, man. <laughs> Just, like, just I'm just glad he's not it. talking about Pluto just anymore. Stone fucking sober. Also, yeah, fuck this you is, and Pluto. This is pa- apparently this is past Pluto, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, this man. is the step after you mm-hmm. believe that astrology yeah, is real. Yeah. Then you get this is to time Pluto. this is meeting the people that make it real. Like <laughs> I don't know how I skipped thing. that step. I, I I managed to skip the believing. I like in how you're just like step. fuck cosmology. Time, time knife, time lords, fifth dimension. I'm all in. You know, <laughs> man. You, know, you that's guys, what... you guys did a lot more on the break than I did. I basically hibernated. I, I, I wake I up in the morning. Week. I do just enough work to not get fired, and then I immediately go back to sleep. Yeah. I, I became read, uh... a chaos magician of the ninth order. I'm in the OTO. I, I fucking, I met Aleister Crowley, man. <laughs> yeah, I like, probably shouldn't have been reading this as my brain was recovering from flu. So I think, I feel like there's just some leftover rattling around where shit just doesn't make sense anymore. Nah, that just makes the hallucinations make sense. Yeah. I just got that <laughs> and just like socialist Joker bouncing around my brain. Because <laughs> I, main, I, I mainlined Harley Quinn because I couldn't leave my fucking couch. <laughs> Incredible. Never once have I seen. I literally watched all three seasons in two days. <laughs> Never once have I seen a more healthy portrayal of, it was of a, a r- relationship dyna- dynamics, and yeah. it's Harley Quinn. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? That's the best. That might be one of the best iterations of Joker I've ever seen. Yeah. From Perfect. top to bottom. 10 out of 10. Would vote. I, I am and then we'll a, talk uh, about the other best one to, later on. Yeah, we yeah, are absolutely going to talk. Yeah, this is definitely uh, another honestly, one of the best ones. same universe. I'm going to believe that this There's Joker- very similar. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Stealing a tank and and working with the terrorist dictator Joker is the same Joker that runs for mayor because he just wants his stepkids to have a bilingual program in school. I love that. <laughs> and he hates like the fucking. I need him to know about his heritage. And ha- hates like the PTA mom. Yeah. <laughs> wants her parking spot. It's like the most relatable Joker I've ever seen. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. like a socialist. I am a socialist. Shout out to Harley Quinn card if you guys haven't seen it. It's pretty good. So worth, it's worth the time. Um, they have a running bit where they make fun of Bane, and I don't know why, but it kills me every time. <laughs> He's just like, he is just like the office punching bag, and it's like, just it tickles me on gift. so many levels. Yeah, and the dude doing the bad Tom Hardy impression is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that uh, both Adam and RJ have not seen it. So literally I've seen just- it. Oh, yeah. you've seen it? You just don't care? You're just not experiencing this joy with us? I should well, probably I, watch I, I, I say I've seen it. It's been on while I was in the room. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel watches it. <laughs> There's yeah, some good well, stuff I mean, it's there. funny. I like it. I, I'm just not, I'm not all in on it. Like, I just didn't have anything but, to watch, and it worked really well. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's... I, I've, been, I've been experiencing a content desert where, like, there's nothing I want to watch. Like yeah. I, I, I fell down a weird rabbit hole over the weekend of of searching out and w- actually watching, um, 
YouTube channels from Bigfoot conspiracy theorists. Oh yes. Oh, Talk this about is, yes! some like oh, next you're level. Here with me now. Also, next level mind rot for, that you experience. Uh, for the listeners, we didn't plan any of this. Any of this, this just this is like the greatest hit somehow, just all in one opening. I've I've warmed my way into your brains like a little fucking do, Star do, Trek slug. People oh, who yeah. throw their life away hunting Bigfoot are just the saddest people. Oh yeah, no, it's fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's learn that from the Department of Truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, I kept thinking about that issue of Department of Truth. I'm like, man, this thing—they he hit a bullseye with that issue. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I jumped to like late two thousand sci-fi after I finished Eureka, so I'm in a weird headspace. <laughs> you ever watch the show Eureka on sci-fi from like two thousand seven? I remember that awesome. show. Awesome. No, but like, I do highly. Speaking of Alan Tudyk doing the best Joker since Mark Hamill, uh, highly recommend the sci-fi show uh, Resident Alien. Resident Alien, yeah. Goddamn delightful. Just Alan Tudyk being an alien just being it, fucking weird being fucking weird and yeah. fucking rules but <laughs> there was that small sliver of time where sci-fi just really had they were fucking cranking out hits yeah, it's, it was just like i think that's still coming out though uh but well, that and Resident aliens new yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, ha- happy killed it for, it for a while there eureka and it crossed over with warehouse 13 warehouse 2 warehouse 13 is fucking great yeah i guess i gotta watch that's basically this. department of truth <laughs> all right so that's of. that's that's who we are that's where we are now let's <laughs> that's uh, what we did on our summer vacation we just went back in time because it was vacation. easier <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about last week's comics um that's too far back in time <laughs> actually that's not far enough i should <laughs> that's say too, that's not far it was a, it was a light week we don't have a whole lot to get through but it was a light week it was it was good. a fifth wednesday it was all annuals yeah. and shit yeah. It's good because that means I didn't have to read two of every book that came out because I didn't read anything on the break. <laughs> you fucking slacker. Dude, yeah, it's going to be bad this week when everything comes out again and I have to read two of everything. Do you guys are lucky I managed to make it all the way through this Justice League book that I didn't think was <laughs> you, ever going to end? I didn't think you did. We just, we just <laughs> ran out of time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guess we should talk about some comics before we get <laughs> too off Grant. Uh, let's go with Damn the Mall number two by Simon Spurrier, Charlie Adlard, and Sophie Dodgson. Um, Yo, uh, like Constantine's niece? Because it's Constantine's niece. Yeah, thank I was trying to figure out how to do that, but yeah, Const- it's just uh, Constantine. this is Constantine's niece, and Constantine just got murdered. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's her, it's her following in his footsteps while also working for the mob just to pay the bills. Uh, and then trying to solve his murder. Yeah, so yeah. it seems like the main crux of this, and I don't want to get too far into it because Simon Spurrier has done a really good job of fire hosing information at you in a good way. It's uh, great to, world building on to like, build the world. how the actual occult shit would work yeah. in a in a like hard I'm gonna call it hard fantasy. Yeah, like, you know those like it. hard sci-fi? It's like it's, it's a that kind very of well structured and explained it's, it's, fantasy and like supernatural system. It's like really I mean, I think the that term hard fantasy works for the like the in ex- explanation of the magic, but it's also yeah. like dirtbag magic. It's like really oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the peasant hard fantasy. <laughs> it's it's like really gross and grimy yeah. and like yeah. like when they summon the demons if you're if you're not like uh, experience you just it, yeah you just like go crazy or shit yourself or like you know yeah just like just start throwing up everywhere yeah, yeah. and they yeah, do a no, good it, job of like illustrating that because it's all like it, they're hard to like focus on 
because they're like these ethereal beings that have been captured. And the art does a great job of portraying all of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Um, everything kind of gets like, it's supposed to kind of look 3D, like where all all the, everything's kind of like falling in on itself and and like exploding and collapsing at the same time. So like the, the, the colors are all overlapping and shifting in a way that makes you feel like you're going cross-eyed by looking at the page like it's it's great it's fucking awesome so the main crux that we have going now is basically we've found out that there's 72 or 73 72 demons and or princes of hell of some sort that normally on normal circumstances are very difficult to summon they're a big pain in the ass but somehow people have captured them and tied them to coins and you can literally summon them at will and just they have to do their bidding but every moment in our universe that they are summoned which is great because we get it in the background all the time it's just pure pain to them so yeah. they're just She's screaming like, in the background stop. yeah <laughs> it's a- her it's her proving her point by being like yeah. appear disappear appear disappear and he's just like fuck it <laughs> yeah um so someone's found this way to like fucking hack summoning demons and tie them to like and there's a these coins a mad dash to for people to grab them to, yeah and there's and like, so, like one left because he wasn't like in the book and they'd like end up having like a nice little chat with him <laughs> man is this where the coin from silver coin came from <laughs> dude that's gonna be Honestly. that'll be the last issue like did someone just take one of these coins and put it in a gumball machine and that's how we got silver coin <laughs> yeah but kind of like talk about like the dirty man i think it's funny they're talking about it's like oh man how do we like summon this guy and figure out what's going on and then the one person just like why don't we just ask him nicely and like no one else thought of that it's like they're like hey yeah. can you come over and talk to us he's like yeah no problem here, here I am, guys. Would you like some biscuits, <laughs> Mr. Demon? It's just like the most silly shit. And then they am having this full conversation with this demon about like he's just like kind of been left off the registrar. So he hasn't been captured by anybody somehow. Um, and just like basically, yeah, everyone's captured all these demons and now she's but, but also the way in which you do that, the 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 power needed to yeah. capture all of those demons into those coins and make them easy to summon could only be done by murdering a very powerful sorcerer so this is probably what happened to to yeah this is the info that she she needs to to finally confirm the fact that her uncle was murdered because like she's like yeah he died he's a piece of shit whatever like i i love him but also dude had a shitty life so it's not really surprising that he's fucking dead uh and then this is the like oh shit no he was murdered god damn it now i gotta investigate it (laughs) <laughs> yeah and she's got this cop that's kind of been there that was uh, his her uncle they had little tryst it was funny because like they he was around to like help her through some difficult times and then they ended up banging and he's like look wasn't good wasn't ethical there was like it was like he was a guy that had a good person inside him somewhere so he wasn't a bad guy but he definitely didn't do good things <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Constantine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we could kind of get this picture of this this uh, this this guy, but yeah, again, I've also I've, the the data pages in the book because there are Hickman esque data pages are all written by the uh, the deceased uncle. Yeah, so there's like cool character building with that too. Uh, yeah. Data pages that we've gotten throughout the time. Yeah, so there is so much information, but pretty high level. Now we have 
Constantine's niece investigating this murder to try to catch because some of the demons have been like yo can you help us i really yeah, like this that is exercise me <laughs> i really liked that um at the end of the first issue the the lady <clears throat> comes in and then the beginning of the second issue you immediately get her backstory yeah um yeah that yeah. was a really good way of doing that which yeah, is a, yeah. yeah i mean it Cy Spurrier is fucking expert at world building and just especially and get, this like <laughs> I love you get a really good picture of this cop um character that we get uh because it's her showing up to like a hostage situation and then instead of trying to like talk them down basically it just talks about how she just tells them how everything's going to be terrible you're an awful person jail's going to be fucking terrible <laughs> and all like, this shit bullies them into <laughs> killing Kill, basically the yeah spot. and then like that ends up he she ends up getting haunted by that guy and that's how she ends up meeting uh hawthorne this 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 world's like constantine <laughs> it's just like that's like i'm like i was reading this i'm like i feel like casey is with this is the one situation where i'd be like all right good job <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The you one time that I that I'm cool with a fucking cop being an unethical piece of shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think it's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But like that person, like, yeah, it's just um, but you kind of get like you said, I feel like the dirtbag-esque yeah, nature of his magic and, and characters and stuff. These guys have like all these oh, people have kind of the been main characters the also a the main character is also a uh, magical junkie of yeah. some kind. Yeah. yeah, like she's 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 getting paid by the mob in some type of like mystical drug that she inhales, and that's like her payoff for like handing this guy demons. So it's like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I like how the last page we get like a, this maybe blind guy talking to his demon possessed dog. So I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> that's There's fun. lots of stuff here that's that's kept me interested. It's uh. Definitely it's a very. Good. If you're looking for something to replace the Constantine Hellblazer hole in your life, this is definitely it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for some more um, grimy magic, um, I've got Briar number two uh, by Christopher Cantwell, uh, German Garcia, and Mateus Lopez. Um, yeah. So th- I think we talked about the first issue of this. Uh, basically, it is the dark, gritty post-apocalyptic version of uh sleeping beauty where sleeping beauty was kept asleep by the prince uh the kingdom fell because he was a greedy terrible piece of shit and she wakes up to uh a broken kingdom and a world in in like despair and gets immediately captured by slavers so uh by the end of the first issue she finds out that she is some kind of prophecy that like the key to all of this lies with the they called her like the sleeping fool or some shit like that um, real backhanded compliments in this, but uh, she's got a like, key so, in her or something. Yeah, yeah, like the, the key, key was, lies in her soul or something like that. And she was supposed to stay asleep. Uh, yeah, and exactly. That didn't happen. So, so now that she's awake, it's going to like bring an end to all things. So, she, her she her friend uh, uh, Spider, I think is her name. Um, something like that. They uh get free of the slavers, and now they're kind of on like the hero's journey. Um, and the first thing she decides to do is go to like the places that she knows, and the first place she she, she finds she gets is stuck the, in a bog. And I it's well, it's it's one of the fairies. Oh yeah, she does get she literally gets, stuck she gets in the stuck bog. in a bog, and she's like, oh no, I'm done. That's it. I give up. 
<laughs> she got our text. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have to go on without me. I was, I, and I lost it. I was like, this is so. This is the biggest moon. <laughs> I sink now. I perish. Yeah. Farewell, blue companion. Um. But yeah. So as she's giving up in the in the marsh of sorrow, uh, she looks up and she sees the stone visage of one of her fairy godmothers, and uh, it's uh, which one is it? I forget which one this is. But basically, uh, she's immediately ransacked by the cult that follows uh this godmother of hers so she's like i uh, okay well this i know her true name i know her seven sisters and starts like naming them off oh dorcas it's the it's the fucking uh uh yeah it's the cult of dorcas which is one of my favorite names 10 out of 10 um <laughs> good one. common name in the salem witch trials which just makes it uh, a tragic story fucking hilarious um but yeah, so she starts naming off the the seven godmothers, and as she's about to name the seventh, they're like, "Yo, shut the fuck up! You don't say that name. It's it's Voldemort up in here. We're not gonna talk about that one." And they believe her. They're like, "Okay, yeah, you obviously are who you say you are. Come, let's go into this place where we can actually talk." And uh, come to find out that the whole reason that the world has gone to shit is the seventh godmother, um, and this cult that worships Dorcas is just like, "Yeah, so um, basically." The world is shit, and we are going to watch it die in agony. And that's that's just what we're going to do, because that's what we have to do. And it's like, oh, so you're just like a weird nihilist apocalypse cult. I like how through all of this, Briar has an arrow sticking out of her, her forearm. Because like, right <laughs> when they got to the edge of the forest, she just gets hit with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, can somebody fix this please like hey this is all interesting and everything but i have an arrow in my arm yeah can you can you so and it's like it's like before medicine so this is probably gonna end up slowly killing me from bacteria (laughs) and infection yeah for real um so the person that ends up helping her with that arrow i believe is um like the the one little boy who's like a, a witch in this cult um He's been like shit on by all of the the other like witches who think that he's like a outsider and like a some kind of apparition, and come to find out that that boy is the actual the last true lineage of Dorcas, like he's the last person with her bloodline. Um, so they're going to sacrifice him to induct Briar into the cult, and <laughs> they they offer to let blood. her, yeah. Uh, they offer to let her in, and she's just like, uh, nah, that seems lame as fuck. And then she gets in a fight with her, her traveling buddy, and basically comes to, like, the, like, defeatist realization of, like, hey, okay, if I actually do just stay here and, like, die with the rest of the world, then I won't be the prophecy that everyone's telling me I am. Um, so she, like, commits to it, and she's like, yeah, fine, I'll fucking join the cult, but then realizes that the cult... The initiation into the cult is sacrificing the only person that's been nice to her since they got there. Uh, so as she's just like, nah, fuck this. Fuck you. Yeah, you guys are a bunch this. of Dorcas. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all you Dorcases. <laughs> and so she, she slaps the shit out of the high priestess and then uh, uh, oh, they actually say like, <laughs> Dorcas is dead. She is one dead Dorcas. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Um, Ding dong Dorcas. But yes, so her companion comes back to to rescue her, and they they also rescue the boy. Um, and it's basically like, yeah, I decided uh, that it's time to go. Because basically, Briar's like, you're just trying to use me for your own 
thing. And she's like, yeah, I was. What of it? <laughs> so they come to the realization, like, we're better together. It's safer together. Uh, I, I don't know what you are, but, like, I'm going to help you. Um, so it's nice. Uh, also, there's the seventh, sis- uh, seventh sister is sending a mercenary after her. And uh, he's, he's fucking evil looking. He's got, yeah, like, he's a skeletal looking dude. He's got, like, yep. a dagger, like, stabbed into his forehead that's, like, the all-seeing eye of fucking Sauron shit. Like, it's... Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, I have a feeling they're gonna hit all the, uh, the Seven Sisters, like, uh, weird cults uh, in some way, I think would be fun. Uh, slash terrifying, because this one didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yep. no, this book is fucking great. It, it, I feel like we got issue one before we went to break, and this is only issue two, and it's it's not delayed. It's just like every two months or something. The, so the world is so cool. I I'm like kind of unfamiliar with the fairy tale, so I have no idea like what is that being like drawn out into the fantasy realm, and what is just completely whole cloth new. Yeah, me neither. Me but either, actually. Yeah. It it's definitely an interesting like uh, using the backbone of Sleeping Beauty to. And then it's however many years later. I just like how fucking grimy it is. Grimy as fuck. Hard <laughs> fantasy, bro. Like it's Get filthy. It. I, and like destitute and hopeless. Like I think uh, grime fantasies are new kink it, here on the speaking speaking <laughs> speaking of Cyspur, it reminds me a lot of Coda. Um, that mm. he did with uh Mateus Bergaris, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, basically it's what if the evil sorcerer won? So it's like a post-apocalyptic world, but like post-wizard apocalypse. And this is very similar. They could be set in the same world, you know what I mean? Um, like, thematically. Speaking. Yeah. Um, and it's just like Kingdom yeah, Hearts. No. I mean, you know, clearly. Just like Kingdom Hearts. I've, <laughs> I've never played it. I couldn't tell you. I believe you. It's a great game. <laughs> Alright, let's uh, move on before I start talking about Kingdom Hearts because that is something no one ever wants ever. <laughs> It's a different great podcast. Game. Yeah. Great game, though. Sure. All right. My pick is Exterminators number three by Lee Williams, Carlos Gomez, and Brian Valenza. We're here. We did it. We're, oh, my God. This book is so good. This, God damn. This book is, book is just like a colorful explosion. It's just TNT and titty explosion. TNT and TNA, <laughs> dude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. This is like a couple panels and words short of just being money shot. <laughs> kind of, more or less. It's yeah. literally just like seeing titty short of money shot. This is um, yeah. this is the most fun that I've ever had with a with an X book, but like maybe just like a mainline Marvel book. Like it's it feels so different and oh yeah. A, I love that they it, just It let... feels illegal that it's actually the Marvel <laughs> characters. Like, this feels like fanfic done right, really yeah, well. Like, I well, know it's like, it's like a throwaway, but there's just like this fucking unicorn centauri, like, centurion character. That dude fucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, and he's just like in a panel, just like chilling. I mean, everybody in this book so fucks we, a lot. Dude. We talked about the, uh, the first issue, um, and then we were on break for the second, but essentially Dazzler... Jubilee, Boom Boom, um, have they were Wolverine, and well, and Wolverine now, um, but they were all caught in this, uh, like 
kind of murder world esque um, game that uh, Dazzler's shitty ex boyfriend, who turned out to be a vampire, created. Um, so right currently Classic. in the beginning of the third issue, they're in a mirror labyrinth where if they stare at themselves on one of the walls of the labyrinth, um, the a shat like a mirror self pops out. Oh god, it's Kingdom Hearts. Let me let me not. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh no. Oh god. Uh, Everything is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So they they have to fight blindfolded yeah. because so, they can't yeah, boom, see themselves. Boom the Boom and Jubilee have blindfolded themselves, which leads to Jubilee blowing off one of Dazzler's tits. Um, and they like they very explicitly talk about ass and titties in this book. Like yeah, like just, a, a, an aggressive amount. Like some it's, of the so much so that some of the speech bubbles just have a peach emoji. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thought yeah, that was there's, hilarious. There's a bit where they're just like trying to one up each other's jokes about yeah. Dazzler's ass. It's, Some of it's this just perfect. feels like Leah, like Leah managed to stream of consciousness her brain into her script. Like, and it just. And I feel like it, the art is really like accentuating. Oh, the dude, art makes it. Too. I mean, Leah and Carlos work so well together. We, yeah, we, like these characters, they were, these four women are fucking stacked. They they worked great on <laughs> um they worked great on Amazing Mary Jane that we talked about, but this book, like this feels like like Carlos knew exactly what she yeah. was going for. Dude, this panel of Jubilee punching uh boom boom right in the boob. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just like them talking to the council like with their arms tied behind their back is that that, that one panel is a whole fucking kink like, so this is like, so, like the other well, yeah because yeah. they're they're dressed up as like sexy anime characters yeah but we don't like, know like, why so yeah yeah so the other I, thing i just i yes ended right so the that. other thing in <laughs> issue, that's, that's absolutely part so of the it, other yeah. thing that we learn in issue two is that this is all taking place in flashbacks and that they're right. actually in front of the quiet council like telling them, about like it, telling right? them about it, but they're yeah. dressed up in like Halloween costumes. Like one's a cheerleader, one's a sexy witch, one one's like, got like a sailor or Saturn yeah. costume or some shit. You say, yeah, you say Halloween costumes. I say porn Friday. shoot. Well, I <laughs> guess they're, we'll they're, find they're, out. <laughs> they're because they're absolutely dressed for a porn shoot. Like it's, look, it's at the them. definition of <laughs> well, what happened was like <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. They're talking about. Tesla's asked in front of like the quiet council, like yeah. just like sinister storm. Jubilee, and- Jubilee <laughs> says to to Xavier. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, they're they're talking about Dazzler's ass, and and sh- Jubilee says real juicy dumper in front. Dazzler's, in front Dazzler's of ass is in- so fat. Krakoa had to assign it its own zip code. Yeah, <laughs> I love that they're talking to Emma, and Emma's like. It's like you guys have been starting a war, and it's like Emma, haven't you ever gone through a bad breakup? And she just smiles. And it's yeah. such an amazing line. That that might Actually, be I like my f- uh, issue too. My favorite but. ass joke was uh, "Your ass so fat, Dazzler's ass so fat, ego the living planet tried to orbit it." <laughs> okay, so um, the the actual vampires uh have started to come into the labyrinth now to to try to like. 
fight them because they're they're beating up the mirror people. They are um, like fucking shit up all and they, while they, this is going on. So they and then they they like starting hitting things and they're like, oh, they got a lot squishier. Like because they're starting fighting vampires and not mirror selves. Um, <laughs> and Dazzler tried to blow up the stadium earlier and it just kind of reformed. So their plan is to create so much noise that Dazzler can just nuke the place. And the way they do that <laughs> is to get Boom Boom to strip tease the audience. She's just slowly taking her top off. And, and then, then just cannon tits. And then cannon <laughs> Literally. And then like, oh my god, it's so great. I... Who read my dream journal? Like, what the fuck? I can't <laughs> this, believe. This has to be the best panel of Boom Boom that's ever been drawn. Because, like, even the sound effects be. of her tits exploding is boom. And yeah. then boom, like her name is right there. <laughs> Just like this brilliant. is this is a nineties trading card right this here. This is I mean Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just brilliant. Just brilliant. This is why we why we love Leah in general, but for her yeah. to pull this shit off. Is this is just the best? Like this just feels like Leah writes a script and Carlos is like, "I got you." Yeah. <laughs> like, I also like, I love that. Right, like, it's, the tone, everything about it is so perfect. Right before Boom Boom like like <laughs> explodes her her titties, uh, Jubilee turns to Laura because uh, it's it's X twenty three Wolverine. By the way, just in case uh, we didn't mention that, um, she says. Listen, I promise we're not normally like this. And Laura's like, don't worry, I find you all equally disappointing. <laughs> all equally disappointing. <laughs> uh, I, I, this book is a combination of just so many things that hit like just the, the best spot because it's Leah writing, which is great. It's uh, amazing art. And then it's literally like these four characters are the the back half of like my favorite 10 X-Men characters of all time. Like, right. it's just amazing to like this, that this book exists in general. Uh, it's so it's, it's good. It's like a dopamine factory. I also love, so like, <laughs> that's a great way. To uh, and then, uh, and then D- Jubilee and the quiet council was like, I think, I think that's when we went to space and Xavier's like, wait, Hold on. You went to I'm sorry. Hold the hold the fuck on. Go back. So they <laughs> blow up the palace, the the labyrinth, and um there's a giant hole and uh they jump in and it's they end up in like a like a sci-fi world like and um it turns out it's the one of the people like pulling strings is the collector. Um <laughs> So it, it switches. Now we've switched genre settings in addition to whatever the <laughs> yeah. hell is going on with everything anyway. Uh, it, I, I, it's, who read my dream journal? Fuck y'all. I can't even. I love the tagline for the next issue. It's like the collector, an eternal who is too cheap to pay for your leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like he's given this whole team, but he only wanted one of them. He wanted like yes. one. He wanted like one um, uh, light bombastic power. one, one we, regenerative one, and he got two of each. Yeah. So it's like, uh, just get rid of it. I don't want the other two. Just fucking yeah. get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, I don't need redundancies. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. It's like so fucking this ridiculous. Book, this book is such a joy. If if you're not, like, if, if you don't care about, like, you know, the bigger happenings on of uh, Krakoa at the moment, this is just a perfect, like, side story to read. It's, it's, uh, it's so great. It's just such. I was I was talking to a customer about it, and uh, he was saying he's like, I I finally 
got my partner to read comics because of exterminators and now i don't know what to do <laughs> like where do i go from here nothing is gonna live up to this and i'm like that that's yeah. actually really difficult <laughs> yeah it's not not a whole lot that's gonna match that tone yeah it's like you're gonna just be chasing that dragon for the rest of your life man i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's, it's hard to like because there's there's been you know funny comedy x-men before there's been gory uh x-force stuff and there's there's been things kind of you know in similar veins but nothing with the combination of this like nothing quite like this book and, it is and just... find me find me a book like that that's also not only not misogynist because that's one right but number yeah. two the most empowering yeah. like right. just like because most of the time you're going to find blood and titties. It's going to be like, oh, this is great. But man, I wish they weren't such pieces of shit to women. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is like the is, opposite of that. This, this is, is the opposite of that. It's fucking incredible. This is some of the best X-Men characters. All like all like all women led written by a woman. Like it's yeah. great. It is. It, it's using using the powers that they all have. Yeah, they're big ass titties. Right. <laughs> It, it's. I just. I just love like the, there's still there's still pieces exactly. of that in there like the the whole mutant technology thing that they set Absolutely. up like they still do that while doing yeah all it's still of this a stuff. great X book on top and of being it, it's it, it's a story about women having fun and being sexy and not you know I, like and not fucking right. apologizing for it it's right. yeah. it's still hard to read this book even though I have interacted with Leah and have met her that somehow Casey and I didn't just chaos magic this book into being because right. it, is, it is such pitch perfect like everything that we ever wanted in this a comic the most our shit I've ever yeah. yeah we were talking about like picks and I was like oh I guess I'll do exterminators I'm like fucking obviously boom boom's tits explode I was you just kidding? I was waiting for <laughs> I was never I was never in doubt about that uh. I couldn't yeah. usurp this from you. Give me a break. It's true. Okay. Yeah, it's this is one of the most unique Marvel X books. I feel like I, I, there's nothing that's like this. Yeah, in a I, great way. I, I love that they let her do this. It's it's incredible. It yeah, it feels illegal. Love it. Yeah, it feels like she's like banked up some of the early X bullpen credit, and she's like, all right. Oh, you know what it is? It's probably they, they <laughs> fucked her over so hard with Trial of Magneto, like canceling X Works to put out like a book Maybe. that was pretty mediocre this is this is hickman uh doing her a song this is being like yo you fucking owe me for ruining my book for a shitty event <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like yeah you're right all right here you go yeah i, yeah, I think i mentioned it in the first episode great. but or like when we talked about the first issue but when leah pitched it as grindhouse x-men i was like i don't know how that's going to work other than just like i guess that one X Force run that is really bloody, but yeah, she made it work, and it yeah. is great. It it's yeah. totally believable. They're, like they just get covered in gore. They're, like they it's great. Like boom booms it up in, in, in like a party dress or whatever. Because yeah, it just like, gets all, they were all like, out. Like yeah, they were all at the bar <laughs> bar drinking their sorrows right. away before they got captured. They, they talk about how hungover they are. Yeah, it's it's great. It, I don't know. I think it does a great uh, job of showing like a power level on a lot of these. Like these are not like pushover mutants right. that we have. They're all like 
He's <laughs> not to yeah, lack you of kind of... They're, they're packing some punch, you know? I mean, yeah. it's also... You, car- you forget that all of the fucking, like, light power characters are, right. like... They'll fuck you Wait, up. it's also characters yeah. that whose power sets have been a butts of jokes uh, right. for decades. Um, I mean, I've like I've yeah, loved Jubilee and Dazzler. I've like, like easily the most made fun of. There's ones, plenty of butt jokes in this issue. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> but I, I've loved Dazzler since Claremont and Boom Boom since Next Wave and Jubilee um since claremont and yeah i've been that way with jubilee i've always jubilee's always been in my top five yeah and like yeah like the butt of jokes like she's not she's not useful it's like dude <laughs> she she's <laughs> like a uh see you fight while you can't see piece right? of shit but she's she can create like nuke light explosions of course yeah. she's powerful yeah. yeah well i feel like this generation of x-men is doing a much better job of like exploring that power those power sets too and not just like oh yeah it does this one thing it's like no it does this is the core of the power so you can do all of this stuff and 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 it being an ingredient in a mix of powers that's like the key right also like like we've always makes it so much more interesting yeah also like we've always talked about if you get a, a writer that really cares about these characters and who knows them it it helps yeah. a lot and that yeah. helps a ton clearly there's you know you can see leah's appreciation for, for yeah. all of them they're, absolutely they're all they're all so great I, there was a plan here yeah. and it is being executed flawlessly this is something <laughs> I, i'm not a giant rereader unless it's for the show but this is something that i i've like <laughs> as i read each issue i'm like i'm gonna buy the trade and read it as soon as it comes out right I want to read it yeah. all in one go. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. This on is top this is a else. permanent fixture on my best best like. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh custom, yeah. Staff picks. Top like staff that's, picks. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah, it should. Yeah. Yeah. It's earned a spot. Only three issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But before we continue to talk about ex- exterminators for the rest of this uh, episode, uh, we have to talk about <laughs> another dopamine factory. Uh, <laughs> That is (laughs) Justice League International. This book is so much fucking fun. Another another favorite comic of mine. Oh my god, I love it so much. So So I was not. I I was talking. Well, I was talking to Adam before the show, (laughs) and uh, he's you know. um, I was also curious about Casey and Sean, but was this what you were expecting going into this? No, is one hundred percent. Nowhere close to what I was expecting. I was thinking I something had an, I, closer to to JSA. I feel like RJ, you turned me on to the Johns run, so I was like, "All right, maybe it'll be kind of like in that <laughs> vein." And I'm like, "Nope, I was wrong." <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to be all chuckle fucks. Because uh, here's the thing: <laughs> oops, all chuckle fucks. <laughs> oops, all chuckle fucks. Because here's the thing: you guys have read books with like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, right? Like, yeah, y'all, y'all know those characters. I honestly. This- I RJ said we're gonna read Justice League International Book One. That's all the information I had when I yeah, started reading same. this. Yeah, same. Oh, it, it, okay. It was already like funny and goofy before Blue Beetle or Booster this Gold. This is were even there. yeah. This is where Blue and Gold oh, yeah. started. Yeah, like, and, you, like and, we're, we open up with Canary uh, and Guy Gardner, and I'm just and John and Shazam and Mister Miracle. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So. So we're, as we're meeting the team, it's already goofy. I'm glad. What's that, funny is right before I started reading this, I just watched Black Adam. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So I like going see- going right from that into this is like okay, all right. I guess it's just more of that then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm oh, glad guess- that um Sorry. last season we talked about Crisis on Infinite Earths because yeah. this is the Justice League that is after that. So okay. the universe reboots. That helps. The the universe reboots and you get Frank Miller on Batman. You get George yep. Perez on Wonder Woman. You get John Byrne on Superman. And this is what they choose to do with the Justice League. Which Immaculate is kind of incredible. vibes. Immaculate vibes. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I feel like Honestly, Keith, Giffen, so, Keith Giffen was like, all right, guys, I'm going to do, do something but here. Because, um, because of those giant relaunches, those, those three yeah. books for the Trinity, they weren't available. Well, okay, so Batman's in the book. Superman and Wonder Woman weren't available for the Justice League. So he had to build a team so, with everyone who was left. But also what we were talking about in Crisis on Infinite Earths, where the Earths get condensed down to the properties that DC mm. had bought oh, and Shazam. So Shazam. this team is, this is the first time that these heroes are meeting Shazam. They don't know he's a kid uh, this whole time. They don't know he's a yeah, kid. Which I think yeah. is hilarious. Right. It's an ongoing <laughs> gag that they don't yeah. realize that he's actually a kid. Um, I kept yeah. trying and, and to like, figure out how old Billy Batson was supposed to be based on I think he's how a teenager. He, yeah. Yeah, they said he said like yeah. 15 or something. Yeah. But uh Which is a good age, whole, I think. The whole bit where Batman is like, well, maybe when you get some more experience and then Shazam has like a temper tantrum and yeah. then feels sorry that he had a temper tantrum towards Batman. <laughs> Just fucking So dude, in my, in my head canon Shazam sounds like like he has the voice of a 10-year-old boy. So the, uh, <laughs> It's true. Right. And that, that makes it so much more funny to me. It's like the voice stuck in the body. So yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were given Batman by editorial as like, you know, like, let, you, kind of you, need, you, you need, need somebody you need to someone pick that someone recognizes. Um, <laughs> and I like this version of Batman. I love how aggressively... We'll, we'll talk a lot about Batman, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love how aggressively he doesn't want to. Like he doesn't yeah, want to be like, part of this. Well, he's also yeah. yeah I was it's his role he's in this. He's a babysitter. He's the mom. Yeah, he's the mom. But also, he's kind of like a a meta conversation about what they yeah. think Batman is supposed to be. Like, yeah, he, it's like almost like he's doing it on purpose because that's what he's supposed. It's like to you're do. so. It's just like you're so grim today. He's like I'm always grim. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's it, also, it felt like a fucking like uh, college humor version of Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also incredible because like, there the first couple issues, Guy Gardner comes in swinging his dick around, thinking Dude, just he's gonna the biggest he, dick. He's gonna like, fucking okay, gonna Ronald Reagan guy. his yeah, yeah. He's gonna fucking Ronald his Re- Ronald Reagan his way into being like the leader of this team, and Batman yeah. has to come in just to like. Get him to sit yeah. the fuck down and shut the fuck to up. To shut and the like, fuck that's, up, yeah. That's the first, like, five issues is just Batman being like, you will do as you're told! I love, <laughs> I love the guy arc because he is such... So they, they really turn... I for, so One of the things I really forget is that he is such a dick, like, in the beginning. He's such a they piece like, of lay shit. It, piece they of lay shit. it on, and it's they lay it on thick because it leads... it. it culminates in that punch which is so famous it is that guy gardner <laughs> getting punch? guy gardner getting punched by batman is one of the most like iconic like panels in dc i just i just like how they bopped him on the head and then he just becomes a fucking <laughs> 
doofus for the rest of this trade. <laughs> he's 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 doofus Rick for the whole yeah, rest like of the, the book. Yeah, like for the whole rest of the fucking book. Oh, gee whiz, guys. I just oh hope that God. Batman's okay. Uh, also, also. <laughs> so I was I was reading, I was briefly reading like the um the, This book the, had so much in it. Yeah, it's so, a, in a good so way. In a good much. way. The it's back, ten, the back ten up, pounds of shit um, in a five pound bag, this book. Yeah. The the afterword is also by Keith Giffen, and I was kind of reading through that, and it, mm-hmm. it it's really funny from the insight because he's like, we didn't start out trying to make a funny book, but really the turning point that turned it into a funny fucking book was Blue Beetle just repeating one punch over and over again <laughs> yeah. to the point that everyone in editorial was dying, and it's like that's also, that's where it became a comedy, right? And also, um. Uh, Dematis and Giffen. Giffen was an artist before this, and Dematis was kind of like somewhat of a serious writer. Um, uh, then when they they teamed up, I think they like instantly became best friends, and they gelled. That so, shows they gelled yeah. so yeah. much that and and also the with the artist Kevin McGuire, who the best facial expressions of any comic ever. Um, yeah, but like they yeah, they just were such a like a, a well oiled machine that I think that they just became funny because they were like hanging out writing scripts. Yeah, a lot of these are probably I, just like fucking jokes and then just the, fucking the, bullshitting. Every, every time I open this book, I am I am presented with this one panel by Kevin McGuire, and I just have to <laughs> show it to y'all to see if you reacted the same way that I did. <laughs> yeah, Dude. the guy face. What, what the guy fucking guy being a fucking. With the bowl cut it's and the, the shaved cut. sides, and, and and there's the most innocent doofus face. Yeah, so he, he gets it, cartoon walloped in by Batman, and and just becomes it's just a Looney Tunes bit for like twenty issues. <laughs> it, it it helps that guy has the dumbest possible look out of any Green Lantern. Yeah. Like he looks so fucking dumb. Yeah, with the yeah. haircut, he's got the a big boots, badass jacket. Like, I like but how he it knows takes- it's badass, and that's the problem. I like how it takes a few issues for Batman to just be fucking fed off of them. It's just like, <laughs> and all right, uh, enough is enough, you fucking asshole. And, I don't care if you're a Green Lantern. And then Martian Manhunter <laughs> also reaches that point where he has to become the mom, and is he reaches that point with Batman? Yeah, because Batman's being such a fucking grumpy dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just and- love how smarmy Batman is, and how like. It like he's like you're gonna do it my way because I said so because I'm Batman and fuck you. I, I think one of the yeah. uh, other things, like I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I think one of the other uh, like big examples of like the way this book was different was that t- like it wasn't a, a consistent roster. People left because they were so angry at the other team members and. Yeah, bl- uh, Black Canary just fucking deuces at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it's constantly revolving. Um, um, I also love that while we're talking about the punch, um, Guy Gardner was like concussed and unconscious for like three issues and yeah, no yeah. one fucking knew or cared. Under the he desk. was just like, just like under yeah, the was, console yeah, in the middle yeah. of the fucking blood. He was looking for, he woke up, couldn't find his Green Lantern ring looked for it and got concussed <laughs> again and like and just was still uh, unconscious for everyone's like having a nuclear crisis and he's just like asleep with his legs yeah, this sticking is like out all he's a fucking like fighting the fucking I, I, they're fighting like gray man and shit like, I, think Dr. My, Fate's like, I think my favorite crazy. thing about that is 
when he woke up from the punch, he was still kind of a dick. But when he bopped his head the second time. Yeah, it really did it. Is it was like a mouse. Like he got guy. scared of a mouse and he bumped his own head on the desk. I also the love how he hands Blue Beetle his ring. Because he's like, all right, we're going to duke this out man to man. And he hands Blue Beetle the ring. And Blue Beetle just throws it behind him. Yeah, it's like, I don't fucking <laughs> like, want this. Fuck this. <laughs> so ridiculous Uh, and this is all before booster gold even shows up and this is just like and this is the justice league book so this is before they become justice league and part of that yeah part of that is so so the the bones of the actual justice league story is that uh maxwell lord keeps sticking his nose in and kind he's of manipulating to get, people yeah, he's trying to like get he, people on the team we, we too. find out that he yeah we find out that he manipulated dr light to come join the justice league without anyone knowing like he handed her like a signal locator uh that she thought was from the justice league turns out it was from maxwell lord and it was like a it was like a copy um and when they lose who was it that they lost that they're like he's like oh i've got a perfect replacement uh it's fucking is it booster gold Shazam or fate I think maybe. I think fate just like he kind of like pieces in and out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shazam, I, think, I think Shazam leaves later after the Gray Man fight. Yeah, but no, because Shazam is there when they introduce. Uh, Booster, Booster joins up before he proves himself against the Royal Flush Gang. Yep. Because they start um, bringing back all these old fucking villains for them to like stage fights. Yeah. And he has uh, like a which monitor I love room. The, I love the fucking reveal you get of that of Maxwell Lord just pulling the pup of fucking strings yeah. and just like uh, to get all these people on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, he he brings in this guy from like the 31st century who's also a fucking doofus and uh they're like, "Okay, whatever, billionaire, we don't fucking trust you." Dude, and I love so- his costume design is just it's fucking animal man. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. the same fucking look. He looks exactly oh. the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's fuck- uh, which also, the goggles and everything, dude. It's which also ridiculous. reminds me, I wanted to ask you, RJ. I didn't look it up because <laughs> I could have done. I could have done my own homework, and I chose not to. Uh, RJ, how many of these characters are introduced in this book? Is it like Fire and Ice, Booster Gold? Are these all introduced for the first time you, in this book? Like, is this their first appearance? Are you, or okay, so first appearance? No. Um, okay. I'm is this like the beginning to, of their the th- modern versions think, of them? I don't think any of them. Um, because okay. I because like uh, fire and ice come in way later, and they're yeah. introduced as green flame and ice maiden. Yeah, and like that's not their fucking name. Those so, are terrible. Uh, names. They were on the global they're guardians. Fucking really bad name. Uh, uh, fire's first appearance <laughs> is like something in flame or whatever from su- it's like a super friends, like super friends okay. twenty five. Um, but had they been characters or in anything for a while before this, or was this like their oh we're gonna we're gonna pull a Grant Morrison uh we're gonna we're gonna just like pull these random characters out of our hat yeah I don't I don't still, like tricks. you said they're still picking up the pieces from the crisis so they probably had yeah. a bunch of these random yeah I don't think they were in much before this and yeah. um I mean obviously this book is what defined their character going forward right yeah Same no with- absolutely and it's like. Uh, same with yeah, Booster like, Gold and Blue Beetle, but also this is the. I, well, I guess technically you could say that this is like Beetle's first appearance in outside of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But, um, and then this is the first time that like Shazam has been around. Um, this really, is like the foundation for a lot of these characters. Yeah. Too. Uh, 
I'm trying to think if there was like oh. okay. So so just just looking up uh, Green Flame, aka Fire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> post crisis, she was. It was just like a short stint as the Global Guardians, and then is in Justice League. So it's like pre crisis, a couple spots, but mostly just super friends, and then. Yeah, so it seems like they're taking these like pre-crisis characters and revamping them in yeah. this book, which is it works perfectly. And I was talking to my coworker about it today. It's just like okay, when I was reading Human Target, which like the <laughs> yeah. whole bit is that somebody from the JLI was the one that killed him. Human Target uh, takes on I, like multiple many other contexts once you. Un- yeah, and I was that's the thing. Say. Is like, yeah, I, yeah, I want to go I back and reread that now. I well see I I was familiar with all those characters and their interpretation like I was familiar with those iterations of those characters I just had not been familiar that it came from this like you can see the building blocks Oh um, man can we get Doofus Guy Gardner written by Tom King See oh, man. this this series created like many long standing relationships but the most important yeah. is Martian Manhunter and Orius Dude, yes. I love yes. this Martian. I love this. Martian he is Man one of my favorite characters in it. I just—he's great. I just have memories of being incredible. a kid and playing. Um, I don't know if it's based off of a comic panel or anything, but there's a hero click in the the miniatures game, um, where it's this Martian Manhunter and a throne of Oreos. <laughs> yeah, I just I love this balance with him, where basically he's just rolling around running the team like. I'm really fucking powerful, <laughs> so you're gonna fucking just knock the fuck off and listen. And also, he can't manage moving into a new building. Like it's just like him. So, get- it's such a great. It's such a great him character. Accidentally breaking the house is one of my favorite yeah. bits in the whole. Yeah. Th- oh he, like, my god. He- and it's because he has an entire crate of Oreos that no one can carry yeah. up the stairs right. but him. Right. Like so, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are like. T- struggling to carry this this luggage up the stairs and they can't do it so Martian Manhunter is like I'll do it myself he grabs it goes up the steps and takes one step up the like furthest level and floor. falls like his foot oh gets stuck and and it's it's like an old like New York tenement building, and then the, which is yeah. like half the it. issue ends with Brewster Gold flying his shit into the house <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Which is, uh, if you follow us on the, uh, if you're on the Discord, uh, I posted in preparation for recording this episode, my favorite panel of all time. Favorite, like, I, honestly, as a single panel, it, it brings me immeasurable joy. So it's, it's I'm just going to read it off and just, hear, it's, so it's Captain Adam talking to Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter says, you'll have to excuse me for a moment, Captain. Where are you going? I need to find a quiet room in which to practice the ancient meditation, uh, ancient Martian meditation technique. Oh, really? What is it? It's called screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that one. Mind if I join you? Not at all. It's like it's the, such the, a great, like the, the, the cordial. It's it's delivered with. I liked the, Captain like, Adam a lot in this pl- too because he's the like plastic smiles that are like plastered yeah. on their faces while they're having this cordial conversation is immaculate. My- because he, he has a similar vibe because he's also like incredibly powerful so, but also just has this like doesn't know how to do regular shit so air Captain like, Adam becomes the leader of Justice League Europe because eventually this book splits oh, okay. into two teams because the roster just grows so big um, but my favorite Captain Adam bit is during the Suicide Squad fight where he's dating Nightshade oh, yeah. and they're just tickling yeah. each other <laughs> yeah 
I, there's also a bit where they're fighting. There's um, there's space capitalists. Uh, there's a bunch of aliens that want Dude, to barter with Earth. Those fucking uh, space capitalists. Oh wait, so ridiculous. Are you talking about Lord easy. Manga? <laughs> yeah, Lord Manga. Lord. Oh, he comes God. back. The most. Oh, Lord the, Manga. Oh, I know. Important. The the most cartoonish vibes because he's just he's talking exposition. To, like, I, and in, I like, like how he, know, yeah, like his like every assistant, time he does it. Yeah. His assistant's doing it. Lord Manga's like, can you fucking not do that, please? He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, Lord Manga just keeps talking to himself, and he's an uh, Elron, his his uh, his yeah. little assistant bot, is like, you're doing it again, sir. You're talking to yourself. Yeah, he just, it, okay, now you're screaming. Do... You're screaming, sir. You don't need to be screaming. It's just dark. <laughs> Manga just wants to go. Yeah, he just wants to go back to his room so he can talk he, to himself. He's just Darth Helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. But. While they're fighting them in space, it's Martian Manhunter, Captain Adam, and Nort. And we will fucking get to Nort. I will put that on the back. Nort is on the back burner from a moment. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I need to get out this joke. (laughs) I need to I need to get out this joke about Captain Adam and then we will talk about Nort. There is a, they are in the middle of a save the galaxy, save save the entire planet Earth Earth fight. Captain Adam's like, oh shit. I can't use my powers without rupturing the suit. And if I rupture the suit, Marshman is like, yeah, you kill yourself. Yeah, obviously. Why are you just realizing that now? <laughs> okay, Dude. now we can scream about Nort. Would you guys like to talk about Nort? <laughs> this book has so... Nort, that- the nepotism Greenland. <laughs> just... Like, but, like, even before we get to the jail, I love the... Like, just the... Because we have the whole subplot of different countries trying to get people on the justice league so we get the fucking red robot guy oh um, rocket, red. rocket red rocket red uh captain adam comes from there but then we just have like the whole <laughs> subplot of the terrorist country and the random superheroes that show up to get rid of all nuclear devices <laughs> oh you mean just, like, no no yeah but then we have, like the other super like the other people that came to try to get rid of nukes because it ruined their home dimension or something oh yeah and they, yeah. Getting, and they have to fight them because they just all go to i Russia. think they're refug- <laughs> there's so many weird villains in this like the uh yeah. the royal flush gang that's like an og like 50s like yeah they're an old villain right yeah uh it's yeah, just I'm like sure. so st- I, lo- I just love watching 80s politics getting shoved into books like this because it makes it even sillier. Oh, oh man, the dunking on Reagan. Oh, they dunk on Reagan so they many do times. They do dunk on it's Reagan amazing. a lot. It's amazing. So there's a whole part. Okay, so Maxwell Lord's plan is to manipulate world affairs and the Justice League themselves to make the Justice League a state, sh- like a UN-sanctioned international force right yeah so he's gonna be like the spokesperson for the justice league and that's how he's gonna get his own power trip and in yeah. doing so he gets them uh approval by the like approval to operate internationally because i guess that's exactly. a fucking thing well because uh <laughs> it can cause it can cause a fucking nuclear like, what, war if they just they, waltz they into not fucking doing russia that before, were superman just not saving the earth before that like i don't whatever it doesn't matter it's stupid uh, well not <laughs> This is very explicitly dumb. Cold War vibes, you know. Yeah, it's I very, feel like, like I think a big part I feel of it like is like a lot of the seventies. Yeah, the seventies yeah. helped. That's fair. Yeah, but the seventies like ignored Cold War politics in comics. Yeah. Um, and we were just like pretending that Hitler was still the villain kind of deal because it's like yeah. too real to kind of make the. And the this reds. one just has a bunch of robots with CCCP on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there's a Great. part. There's a part where Superman goes to the White House. 
to try to get approval because he, he believes that the approval to get the Justice League International UN sanctioned is a good idea. So he walks in and he's like, hello, president. Hello, Mr. President, President Reagan. And Reagan's like, oh, it's so nice to finally meet you, Superman. Superman goes, we have met several times. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then like, he's like, Reagan's like, well, what do you think of the proposal? And, and Superman's like, I think it's a fantastic idea, sir. And I think you would be, you would do well to back it. And, Sir, and Reagan's like, well, I guess I gotta talk to Nancy about it. <laughs> Duncan on fucking Reagan. And then that he can't remember the woman. name of the JLI. Yeah. yeah. He calls it like he's, the MBI. Yeah, and shit. yeah, keeps calling it different shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then like the only thing, the only things he cares about is when like celebrities are in danger. Like there's like yeah, an yeah. international incident where like this like big uh like Met Gala style thing in one of the terrorist countries is like. He's like, oh no, the my old friend who's a, a <laughs> cowboy star is at that party. Oh, we gotta do what? something. Dude, I really like here. your Reagan impression. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's so it's accurate. It's my senile old man impression. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't so do what, homework, uh, but I'm surprised all that Reagan footage you watched to get that impression down. <laughs> Does anybody have a favorite thing that the JLI fought? Because I have a favorite thing that the favorite JLI thing that they fought. fought? Yeah, I don't know, Lord Manga is pretty good. I mine um, is the giant dude made of dudes. Yes, oh, the, the he's a real people yeah. person. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah good there, one. there's an issue where there's like this whole island <laughs> right, of people that Blue gets, Beetle, Jesus. They get like zombified, and then yeah. th- they get <laughs> like into a brainwashed back. into forming together into like a giant golem of yeah. people. It's just yeah. so. I love the bananas. art too because it it's clearly still people like the, yeah it's so well drawn um the really good part about that fight is that um it's like it's a it's a basically a cell that is mutated into being like malicious like it's gained sentience and so it's like the cell that's like replicating itself and taking over people's brains and it starts at like cord industries which is blue beetles like ted cord's company so he's like, huh, that's real weird. Wonder why that's happening. Okay, better go check it out. And um, as he's there, he's like, these are my workers. I can't kill. I can't hurt them. They're, they're my friends and family. And it's just like, yo, Cord, <laughs> that's how we know he's not He's not a billionaire because uh, he actually cares about his fucking workers. Yeah. Well, they talk um, about a lot how he's fucking broke. Yeah. Him and Booster are just a, like, yo, we are fucking broke. We need some He is money. a very good business owner because he actually pays an employee the, um, his employees and therefore the business fails. My, I think um like the actual like story I whole that the whole Metron thing was cool. Oh. Um, but obviously the best thing that they fight was the fucking Joker. Oh my god. Oh, the Joker man. who was dressed like my grandmother for some reason. That was probably my favorite <laughs> single issue for sure. Yeah, that was that was an annual issue, so it was a complete it's my favorite, a recur- It's my favorite annual of any annual in comic books. I don't know, there's so, so many good, because this Suicide Squad the- fight is fucking oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Batman and just, um, what's his face? Um, oh, Nemesis? Oh, no, and R- yeah. Rick Flag. With the f- Rick, Rick Flag just taking it way too they, fucking they serious because the they're way too other, macho. Yeah. They're just beating the shit out of each other because they can't not 
just for like a minute. Um, yeah, they can't. They can't. They both can't lose. My, my favorite villain is Queen Bee, which we only got to see her for a little bit. But Queen Bee, is she the person man. that took? Over? She takes over a whole nation in her first the Bialia. fake, the fake so, terrorist nation. Yeah. So so there's a there's a nation called Bialia, which is like clearly I feel like it needed a more not absurd '80s villain name. But yeah, it's pretty good. It's it, the dude is clearly Saddam Hussein. Like he's like not <laughs> yeah. not you know what I mean. Like he's got like that ego and yeah, yeah. idiocy to him that makes him Saddam Hussein. Um, and he is not only the butt of like every <laughs> joke, um, but he's also yeah he he's trying to uh create his own uh uh basically take over the Global Guardian so that he can fight the Justice League. Like he's doing all these all this dumbass shit to try to be the guy he eventually gets usurped by his like number one like harem maiden uh and it's yeah, like, like she's famous for being his like number one concubine which is pretty yeah great. and then she fucking murders his ass and takes over the nation which is incredible because he was clearly a student and then like, she the becomes a time. mainstream dc villain in some sense that's great Fuck yeah that's but awesome before before he her. gets got before he gets got by uh, the the best bitch, uh, he <laughs> hires the Joker to take out the. He's Dude. like, okay, he's like, well, with my intelligence connections, I can tell you who Batman is if you kill the entire jail. So that's the plot the of Joker, the second annual. Yeah, yeah, that's just one issue. Is just that yeah. plot, and but it's it's such Looney Tune shit because it's like all of it them is just having a the day. Most Looney Tune shit. Yeah, they're all supposed to. So they're, they're all supposed to have a barbecue at. Uh, Mr. Miracle's yeah. home and slash house. Big Barda's house, right. um, yeah. and the and it's, it's the antics that they get through to try and get there. It's ice and and fire going to like a modeling gig. Yeah. It's blue beetle. Blue, it's and blue Booster- beetle and Booster Gold becoming repo becoming guys, repo and men. they repo a fucking tank. But no, but they they become repo men under the 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 um pretext that they that the the guy who's the repo boss. What needs to hire them because they are superheroes and can repo yeah. better than anyone else. Yeah, and they can repo yeah, superhero <laughs> shit. <if laughs> right. Yeah. And the yeah, repo so they guys repo like, a um, tank. They repo it. a tank for Star Labs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's that. Which is, it's a hover laser tank that they drive. Yeah, it's to got a, with a whisper drive the, that has a silent they, drive, which is hilarious. They drive really, it to Scott's house, like. And they pick up ice and fire along the way because they're like, hey, heard you need a ride. The whole doofus guy trying to help Scott with the grill. My favorite thing about... Yelling about hot dogs. My favorite... (laughs) The weenies. (laughs) Weenies. Dude, that... that, I I took a lot of screen grabs of single panels from this and just the the wide shot of their house with weenies. Fucking hysterical. Just Barta screaming weenies. My favorite Dude. thing about this book is how like grounded and technical the art is. Like it's it's very technical, it's very good, and it's very like grounded. Like it it but the subject matter is so fucking silly and so <laughs> Looney yeah. Tunes that oh, yeah. it just it makes it that much more absurd. It's like a it's like a Leslie Nielsen film. Well, it, it's it like, doesn't. Um, yeah, no, like mm-hmm. they are legitimately in suburbia. When we say they're having a barbecue, they are in a suburban home. Yeah, it's funny. A they're at a house barbecue. to get away from superhero life, and they end up bringing all of it there, which is well. Just I think one of the the best things about this series in general is that, as goofy as it is, it is miles a minute comedy. Just like every panel yeah. is oh, yeah. something. But 
it doesn't sacrifice that in terms of plot or right like no oh, yeah. it does a really no. good job of balancing the two it continues to be an incredible comic book that happens to have a shitload and, of comedy and, like it it is and that makes yeah, it funnier when you have blue beetle and booster gold doing their routine but mm-hmm. then they're also in a life and death situation like yeah. they're in this like like this uh they're in prison in a foreign oh, country yeah. <laughs> During a mist of a hostile takeover, like it, it's not like, or when, like and they're the doing Laurel them, and Hardy shit, like yeah, yeah, or yeah. like the oh, three yeah. of them are all like hanging out, uh, hit the two of them and like Scott are all hanging out and they get called away and Barda's just like, <laughs> it's like um, I had something planned for after dinner. Are you gonna be back? And then one of them is just like, I think you should stay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, I know that the galaxy is in danger, but, but like, you should you probably my, hang back. What am I, you gonna get one of my favorite Your seven-foot-tall wife is not gonna be happy. What, no, she is. She she needs something. One of my favorite she needs uh, good. recurring bits is Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, one of the first things they do is they're sitting outside a cafe and they see... and. Booster Gold sees oh, a hot lady and, oh, the French and has to ask yeah. her out. And then they don't yep. even show the scene. They cut to Blue Beetle mercilessly laughing. That And he <laughs> continues to laugh. And then it turns out that she shows up at the... Um, yeah, she's like the, the liaison for the yeah. JLI's like French office or whatever, right? Yeah, she's the embassy and then they, liaison. And then she meets them yeah. again, like, but as Booster and Beetle. And Booster's just like... They well, may have well Booster's like, his face red. Well, Booster's <laughs> like, oh, I gotta get out of here before she recognizes me. Luckily, no one else knows about what happened besides, and then he hears her go into the next room and just hears Blue Beetle lose yeah. it again. But also, like, <laughs> she, like, obviously knew who they were, which is, like, the yeah, funniest of part. of course. <laughs> it's just yeah, so... And then, oh, my God. She, she, she dunks on him again later just like no hard feelings yeah. like, it, it's okay but yeah he was going on and on about like ah, oh, like i'm from the 31st century like i know how to get ladies better than you ever could like i'm gonna leave you in the fucking dust and yeah and then just cut to blue beetle like losing his fucking just mind fucking laughing whiffing. oh All right. man it yeah but yeah while they're in prison in beyond there's a whole james bond like spy espionage issue Batman's where like uh, identities himself he just goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but no, but but none of the superheroes real are like. Oh wow, how it was really nice of Bruce Wayne to let yeah, him, for like, him to on, let guys. you use fucking his connect secret. Fucking he goes as himself. <laughs> he gets his cover blown and then becomes Maxwell Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, what? And, yeah, like and he, Blue Beetle, like, Blue Beetle, and Booster Gold are immediately arrested <laughs> and tortured. What's well, because they and, like, they play like the, his like handlers. <laughs> For like luggage, and then like the guy from the actual country is just like these guys fucking suck. <laughs> We're gonna these arrest are these obviously guys. Obviously not. Something's uh, fucking up because you guys are clearly morons. Because <laughs> they go uh, to the what's that the the terrorist country? Bialia. Right? Yeah, they're in Bialia, yeah. and it, that was actually a pretty one- cool like little break out of prison spy issue too. But well, then yeah, eventually because- Captain Adam just shows up and just like blows everything up. <laughs> And you also, like, you kind of realize, like, there, there's moments where, like, like uh, Booster's like, all right, man, just fucking shoot me. I don't give a shit. I'm done. Like, I don't want to eat your fucking yeah. pig slop anymore. Just shoot me. 
And like he manages to like knock him out and get the gun away without touching him. And Beetle's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, well, I figured he would have stolen my flight ring. Uh, So I psychically used I waited for him to put his arm out. And then I psychically pulled the ring towards me to knock him out with the with the prison bars and they're like oh yeah you guys are fucking superheroes like i forgot you're not just like the goofball you're just not just fucking the three stooges yeah yeah laurel and hardy is the perfect way to describe them it's fucking perfect that was a good issue though that was fun they did a really good job of like telling non like these like different types of stories with superheroes i feel like that's yeah. what made it really interesting yeah like the dr fate gray man uh bit yeah, that, like that whole storyline classic that's... high justice league type book yeah but and also like just... super high uh like sorcerer shit like that's yeah, like a yeah. dr strange uh, existential like threat to the law and the, the lords of order and chaos are in the balance and the jli are here to say and then them. yeah and then <laughs> they know, have like, the JLI and Suicide Squad going to rescue the same person from prison and getting into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also like that there's this, like, super slow burn through plot throughout this with, with Lord and this, like, mm-hmm. this, like, computer program that's controlling him. And Metron. And Metron and all that shit. Like, like they plant those yeah. seeds for like twelve or thirteen issues before yeah. that comes oh, yeah. into fruition. Because, like, if there is one way to describe this book. It is slow burn. Yeah, this is just a, this is just a slow know, simmer. But that payoff issue for Maxwell Lord was so satisfying. Yeah, that and like it's it is. I wouldn't call it slow burn. Like a lot of the plot, it leaves it leaves you Easter eggs to to follow. Yeah. But never once does it feel slow in the sense that like it's boring or no it's slow burn as in quiet like it's, or it's, yeah, it's, it's taking it's, its time to build the mystery, give you the content, give you the clues, while also telling these other stories. Yeah, we don't really and, ca- and we like, don't really get that in comics today, where th- where they'll plant a seed for something for sixteen issues before you actually I mean, get Hickman, there. It's hard to. It, it, get you, a get, you get it with, with ten issues. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah. you, you never know with, how long your book's writers, gonna go. Yeah, you get it with writers that uh, that the pu- the companies trust. So, yeah, like, you Hickman need an ironclad contract to, to do something. Yeah, um, you need a but guarantee. Also, yeah. like, it's also, it's risk-taking because, like, it happened, uh, you know, a contemporary of this book is uh, Grant Morrison's Animal Man. And the same thing happens there where we see, like, the shadows of Animal Man, like, popping up in his own book at the beginning and then you realize oh shit the dude's lost in time and and like trying to save his family from a horrible painful yeah. death and it's and like, like that you don't find that out until issues like 35 yeah uh, and then like but, reading like things like super gods and like understanding context around crisis like this was the time for them to like do that shit yeah like to, to this take was the time to go and experiment and do with risks. storytelling yeah. and it, you had this yeah. whole wave of these artists that were just doing that uh, and we are, and, all, and writers. And we stuff. only it's read really interesting. the beginning of this run too. Yeah, th- this is only yeah. the first. So much. Four. Yeah, this there's, is there's, so. There's yeah. three more parts. It's so crazy I just ordered the second volume so of the Omnibus. Today. I can't imagine how insane this fucking I think, book gets. Um, In like a I, good way. I think that you can I can't wait to find I think out. you can get a good feel of how it evolves because I think it evolves from the miniseries to the end of this volume. Mm-hmm. Just, Agreed. I think it becomes more of a sure of itself. Um. I think Absolutely. It, once it once it hops over to the JLI proper book, like it really is like it's hitting its fucking yeah. stride, and they start really going crazy. We like, haven't even 
This whole yeah, bit they hit with, the ground running once the title fucking changed. Lord Manga. Like this whole thing is so like ridiculous, but also turns into like a really cool sci-fi story on top yeah. of everything else. That that whole Lord Manga thing really reminds me. Speaking of Grant Morrison's Green Lantern run, mm-hmm. where it's like Green Lantern arresting God and shit. Like like it's well, just the same of, kind of like you know. We haven't talked about Nort yet. Uh, also, uh, I, just, I just wanted to say we haven't even gotten to um, uh, DC's version of Krakoa, which is Kui Kui Kui, and uh, the island that Blue Beetle and Booster Gold run a casino on. That is sentient. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I yeah. So this book, uh, it has some fun. Hijinks. Hijinks uh, is a word I would use a lot. Yeah, but uh, uh, chuckle I really fucks like this, um, also. I really like this Mr. Miracle too. Yeah, we didn't really oh, talk yeah. about him much, but he was I, one of my favorite parts of this book. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is the missing piece to the puzzle of how we get from you know, like uh, for me anyway, but how we get from uh Jack Kirby Mr. Miracle, which is fun and hijinks but in a jet very Jack Kirby way and in like over the top uh, explosive, you know, mm-hmm. grandiose way to Tom King, Mr. Miracle, which is mm-hmm. just like two people that love each other living in a house together and having a baby. Well, like, it's, you know, like, th- this is the missing piece of that puzzle where it's like, oh, we actually do get to see them. I- I've talked about it. Yeah, I've talked yeah. about it before, but the second volume of Mr. Miracle is written by Dematis. I think it's after Justice League International. Yeah, I've actually, I've never read mm, that either, actually. Uh, but I'm sure it's fucking fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And it's the same yeah, I, energy. I just want more of a Barda. Getting yeah. in her battle armor to go save her husband. That that's one of my favorite favorite things is like we didn't uh, she so she's good. more prominent later in, in this book and obviously in the Mr. Yeah. Miracle book, but I love that her motivation is Scott gets kidnapped and she's like, No, you're going on my mission. Like Yeah. I'm yeah. going. <laughs> right. You you can come along if and you you're want. going to take yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get suplexed by, by Barda. <laughs> Dude, join the fucking club. Well, Welcome fucking Scott to- would, but he had to go save the fucking world. Right. Uh, you are you are definitely in line behind RJ and yeah. <laughs> in, in people who want to be stepped on. I just by- love her casually going Absolutely. to the bedroom and grabbing her battle armor and like, all right, now we can mm-hmm. leave. Because <laughs> her fucking armor is dope. It, I mean, yeah, it's a Kirby it's armor. So Give me a fucking, fucking break. Awesome. Look at it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I think we we jumped around a we, lot because there's it's a lot to, to go beat by beat. But it's like the it's, vibe. It's impossible of this book. to. There's too many yeah, issues. The vibe in this is volume. exactly. Yeah, yeah, this book is all about vibes. Honestly, this fucking like I can't get over vibe. this Batman. I can't. Oh my get god, over, dude! dude. Bat- it's so good, like, dude. Uh, uh, there were times where I was just commiserating with Batman while reading this. It, yeah, like, I feel like he was us in a lot of ways, but also they made him so grumpy, and it just made it was just. I so wanted to fucking funny. Uh, talk about it. Um, because we mentioned that that annual, uh, where oh yeah, dude, when he so, shows up at the end. So of that. <laughs> maybe my favorite joke in all of comic books oh is the end of the barbecue. Is Joker steals the the tank that Blue Beetle and Booster Gold parked at the house? Gets in the <laughs> mm-hmm. tank. They call Batman because Batman hasn't shown up to the barbecue. They're like, where's yep. Batman? We should use the emergency signal. He'll be mad, but at least he'll be with us. 
<laughs> so yeah. they call him on the emergency signal. He shows up at the end, the like last few pages. He's complaining that they brought him all the way over here because the traffic in Gotham is terrible. There's a page of him looking at the barbecue, seeing everyone, going to the Joker in a tank, and then leaving. He just yeah, he, drives. Just, he just keeps, keeps driving. driving. I like how he's just like, no, I like no. he's just like, no, not today. Not it's my day off. I love how he showed up to the barbecue. My in his yeah. outfit in the my Batmobile. Favorite, my he thought it was an emergency. And everything. Yeah. My fucking well, I think he was favorite going to part. The party anyway. you, guys, you guys are burying the lead on this because the best fucking part is that like all of Joker's schemes have Wiley e. Coyote blown up in his face. He keeps trying <laughs> to course. kill the Justice League, yeah. and he keeps failing miserably and fucking himself over. And he just wants to watch Wapner. Like he just wants to watch <laughs> the People's Court, and they won't let him <laughs> because he just—they won't die when he wants them to die. And so finally, by the end of this, his all of his schemes have been foiled over and over and over again. And like the tank blows up in his face, or so, I forget exactly what. But like think, yeah. as Batman. As Batman is throwing his hands up and walking away from the situation, Joker is going behind him. Take me with yeah. you. He's like, I want to go, like, go, go, go back. I want to go, go back to Arkham. Oh, uh, because <laughs> the Star oh, Lab, the the, so the terrorists that were after the Star Labs tank also show up. Um. Oh yes. The the yeah, one thousand like, or whatever. Then, then like Barda and John just, they just like fucking punch it. Literally one punch yeah. the tank. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> How bar is just like fuck yeah, this. I'm this- just trying to enjoy a barbecue at my fucking yeah. house where you're all not supposed to be superheroing, you pieces of shit. <laughs> and then yeah, jo- Joker running after bat- the Batmobile screaming save me is oh like I, as RJ started to talk about this, I don't know if you guys saw, I almost <laughs> spit taked and then I almost drowned just remembering how funny that panel is. Dude, it's so that whole issue is so fucking silly, but like it fits the Batman of this book so yeah perfectly yeah. that it was just it was such a good. They just made him so over it, and I love I kind of love that because it feels like he got saddled with that yeah. this team yeah. instead of being uh-huh. off with Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. And Wonder Woman. oh hundred percent, and it just like and it plays off that way every time you show them. But eventually, he passes the reins to you John. know what his. You know but, what his vibes are? Uh, so funny. He's the he's the straight A student uh, who's the only person working on the group project yeah. he's, while he's, everyone else is fucking. Oh, around. he's Agate yeah. from Witch Hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so also funny. Agate. From but Witch but Hat. He, he's it's also such a like good characterization. Like in every mission that he's in charge, like you can tell he wants he has a plan to to just fix it as quickly as possible because he just wants to fucking go home. So it's just yeah. like. It's like everyone just shut the fuck up and do what I say. Well, also, just like do what I say so I can get the fuck out of here and also, go. Also, he does I don't want to be he here. He does anymore. quit. And then for the Biala yeah. the Biala mission, guy goes to Gotham and just starts shadowing oh, him right. and pastors that's him right. to come. He's like, crime fighting isn't the same without you, man. You gotta come back. <laughs> Dude, this this he should have hit him Sky again. Gardner, I can't <laughs> Because, like, obviously I've read enough comics that I, like, I'm familiar with Guy Gardner, and he's just, like, reading most of this book, and he's just this sweet doofus <laughs> is just such a weird and, and like, he, hilarious he's, he's so, version of him. He's, he, he's, like, afraid of, like, hurting anyone's feelings. Yeah, he's, and like, like, he's the sweetest uh, person. He... He goes to Russia and like he's already caused multiple almost World War Three yeah, international incidents in with Russia because 
They yeah, because him, yeah. he's such an American jingoist piece of shit <laughs> yeah. that he's yeah. like trying to start World War Three. So and funny. So he goes back as doofus guy, and they're like, "Yo, dude, you're a giant piece of shit." And he's like, "That was obviously you're talking about somebody else. I would never, <laughs> I would never be inconsiderate so of your feelings." Uh, so <laughs> it's just the most one of the great, shit. one of my favorite bits in the book um, is a. Uh, to show how good the like comedy is not just in the script but like in the art too is guy since he can fly he doesn't fly in the in the plane and he's like do you which i always thought was kind of fucked up maybe just a little bit they make all the people who can fly be outside i like there's a a point there's a point where guy (laughs) guy's flying and he has like some sort of green lantern chariot that batman's riding on yeah, he made like a, he made like a weird like stand for like a eh. like a sled. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But anyway, there's one point where like guys like, do you guys need help? It's like, no, it's fine. And then um, an invader like transports onto the ship, or they start losing control or something. And oh then God, guy right. looks back and he's he's like no they don't oh, need help yes. and the shit and the, the plate is like nose diving and he the he even wrote help in the window <laughs> yeah. to try yeah, to, like he to, like like blue beetle like blew on the glass yeah. and wrote help backwards so that like ju- guy would see it because guy kept looking over and being like everything yeah, okay? just, like and, waving and like a fucking Beetle's like doofus. fuck off stop waving at me and then when <laughs> right. he finally wanted him to look over and wave, oh he disregarded yeah, the help fine. sign because he's like, those and jokers, the, those silly And the ship is like, so like a 90 degree angle, like a complete, like it's just not going well. It's going down. Yeah. So fucking ridiculous. Uh, I kind of, oh my God. Yeah, he's like the silliest. It's so great because like it doesn't. One, it's, it's also perfect karma. Perfect karma for such a piece of shit to watch him just be a That's fucking fair. like that silly doormat. Like it's also because he was such a piece of shit in the beginning, and he's such a doofus now. Everyone is just kind of mean to him. Like, guy, go sit down and be quiet. And he's like, "All right, yeah. okay, so whatever you say, Mister Batman." And oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, a lot of yeah. instances of just being like, "Shut the fuck up and go away." And he's like, like he's like, he's say, so doofusy it almost feels insincere so they all just kind of get pissy with him a little yeah. bit yeah. <laughs> yeah but then there's north so and then we have fucking north which is the same i love how he's literally described as a nepotism hire for the green lanterns and got a sector that had no life they gave him a sector with no life and then they and found the fucking still manages planet. to fuck him up Dude, yeah, he oh answers the question what if a beanie baby was a green lantern mm. But I love it. Like the end of the day, like he's still a Green Lantern, so he like, yeah, can still fuck the, some the, shit the up. The Lord, <laughs> yeah, he has immeasurable. The power. Lord Manga, yeah, he's got right. the most we- powerful weapon in the galaxy. But right, the Lord right. Manga arc is him going solo oh against all of his his fleet, and then the robot yeah. going to Lord Manga and being like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's you know, it's just one person. It's, it'll be fine." The the odds <laughs> of them surviving is like negligible and then nort just starts like hitting all of them with a furry fist like swatting the ships away and then protecting himself with the ring and they're like okay uh the odds have changed um 
Dude, these updates that his fucking yeah. assistant gives him is just like the and silliest also just shit. The constant like cost the the like the the cost sunk fallacy of like oh we're I, about I, to lose we're about I love to the miss idea our quota. Of the, I love the idea of why they're there. They're basically ransoming the Earth to join their galactic mm. capitalist commerce. Or they'll just take everything from the planet. <laughs> yeah. And it's a so calculated like, risk because they're basically like, they're going to go to the UN, argue about it, miss the deadline, and we're going to take all their shit. <laughs> yeah. That's and I'm like, dude, you, yep, nailed it. You fucking got it. nailed got it. Got it in one, just, bro. <laughs> just, wow. What, what a, co- a good read on Yeah, uh, the, you guys the, figured the, that shit planet. out. I just love the idea of like, join... Gl- internet universal capitalism or we're gonna take your stuff which is just <laughs> capitalism it's so it's funny. space colonialism in the oh most my God. sincere form like at least they said out loud that we're just gonna kill yeah. you if you don't yeah <laughs> so fucking ridiculous what a silly and fun book this is one of my new favorites. Uh, RJ told me to buy this a long time ago, and uh, true to form, I bought it and didn't read it, so it's been sitting <laughs> on my shelf for a long time, and I thought it was just the two giant books, and now I know it's four, so I bought, I literally was like, smash that order uh, button today. That's crazy. So it, The second you know, bu- Obviously, omnibus. this thing gets a pretty good fucking yeah, hefty run it out of it, too, splits into awesome. two ongoing books, and... Uh, multiple specials and it is D- does animal man actually join the justice league europe because that's a whole subplot in uh his i book. believe so yeah it... um okay cool oh, yeah because yeah, i that that Forgot was like that. the bit where like martian manor shows up to animal man's house is like yeah. here's your free yeah uh, yeah here's all your justice league benefits yeah we didn't get to meet yeah, um yeah, yeah. like elongated man is a is a giant member and sue dibney is like the <laughs> She's uh, his wife is like she she's like the Jarvis of the team. She keeps everything running. She's great. Um, Hell yeah! And awesome. Crimson Fox, who's like one of my favorite characters. Um, it, I mean the the cast expands ridiculously. Do do Fire and Ice start going by Fire and Ice at some point in the near yeah. future? Because I can't take Green Flame and I- Ice Maiden any longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they become jet mainstays and they're. They're such great characters. Cool. Fuck yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell already, like in in the yeah. like spy issue where like fire is going as as Batman's mm-hmm. date. It's like it's so fucking good. It's like that's what I'm like. All right, yeah, you guys are you guys are just gonna stick around. Clearly, yeah. I, this <laughs> yeah, is this is one of those sure. books that I always I always had wrong. Um, like I, I this book had shown up in like I used to buy like grab bags of comics when I was a kid. And every now and again, I'd have like a Justice Center, a, a random issue of this book in there. And I always thought it was just kind of lame. Like, I never really read it. It's like, oh, this book looks lame. And every time I've ever seen it, it's like, oh, that's that lame book. And then, like, <laughs> being held down and forced to read it. <laughs> I'm like, man, I had the wrong idea about this book forever. Like, being force-fed uh, JLI like you're a fucking duck and then getting turned into the foie gras that is beautiful fucking <laughs> comic books. These, wow, you I had to turn it into something books, gross uh, and dark, didn't you? Yeah. I feel like a lot of these books, you need to read them Hello, at the right nice time. Yeah. I, I yeah, feel like if absolutely. I had read this as a teenager, I would have written it off. as like, like You wouldn't fair. get a lot of what they're trying to do or really have an appreciation or respect for like the different 
that things can be different. Yeah. And it's See, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it could have been a, a building block in my personality if I had sure. written it at the right time. It all depends um, on the person. But yeah, I think a lot of these comics get written off because they're so different in it, but like they're not recognized that way until much, much later. Yeah. For being as great as they are. Yeah. So I mean RJ, yeah. thank you for this. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. This is a good one. I feel like this is like our first of our uh we make everyone read something that we all like book. Yeah, that's kind of oh, ca- that's gonna be kind of the the one of the the themes of this season is we're each going to take something <laughs> that we really like and make the rest of us read it. So. I haven't even picked what I'm going to do. Y'all are going to suffer. Yeah, I'm not wait. sure what I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to make you guys do Madman or not. Mm. Oh, I've I read, mean, I'd at be least I've read Madman. So. Yeah, but yeah. like my favorite part of Madman is the middle. And I, we can't just mm. jump right into the middle of Madman. <laughs> <laughs> Probably good. Yeah, yeah. That book's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, yeah. all right. so that's that's it for us. We're back. Um, we'll be back again next Wednesday. We're going to be doing this again mm-hmm. until until further notice. Oh, damn! Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, f- follow us on Instagram and maybe Twitter if it's still standing. Um, at last week's comics. Uh, join our Patreon. We got a lot of cool stuff out there on the Patreon. Um, uh, I'll give you links to that in the episode description. Also, we've got a Discord if you want to hang out and talk comics with us and share screen grabs of stuff you've been reading. Um, yeah. Also, just check out Dueling Genre at Large. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out out there. I did a guest spot on um, on Ideal Remake that I don't know if it's out yet or not, but we're we're, we're talking uh, DCU. So. If you like what we talked about today, you'll like that. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it for us. This is Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>